Welcome to the Freeborn Shard, Series 3, Episode 3. I'm Tim Bancroft, one of the co-developers of Antares 2, alongside Rick Priestley. This series, we're covering various aspects of Antares 2, the wargame. That's the new edition of Antares. And we're starting with a few short shows to set the scene. But before we run through that, it's worth stating what's happened. On Friday 8th of April, Warlord released a statement, the salient aspects of which were that they have had to close down development of Antares, and Tim, that's me, has been made redundant. I've lost a job, I'm out of a job, and now hunting for a new job. Production will be moved to Skytrex in the next few months, and Skytrex is Warlord's sister company. But, the big but, Rick Priestley and I will be taking over development of Antares from now on, uh, but we're doing it on a hobby basis. So there's no official sales or, or anything else. It's just us doing it because we love the game. The Antares 2 rules are ready to roll. And most of the new Nexus, that's AntaresNexus.com, is up and working. But there's some character stats and such which are still waiting. I asked on the Facebook Intel group, and it seems that most players want to see the characters up and ready before the new Nexus is opened up to everyone. When it does open up, the rules and army lists will be there as free download PDFs. Before we go into this week's episode of our serial, Revenge, it's worth mentioning that I'll be running an Antares 2 boot camp down in Amesbury at the home of the Boscombe Down and Amesbury Wargames Club, or BDAWC. Playtesters will be there to help with any questions, and the Skytrex business manager is intending to pop in and play and say hello. It's on Saturday the 28th May from 9am till about half five and you'll need tickets as I suspect it will be sold out quickly and places are limited. Details are on the BDAWC group page on Facebook and on the Intel group but the email address to use is antares at bdawc.org.uk. This episode, we continue with Revenge, the five-part story we started in episode one. Last episode was Fartok's defeat, and we finished with Karg finding he hadn't trapped Fartok after all. This week's episode is an experimental, dramatised and narrated radio play called Massacre at Jurette 4, much like last episode was. We've called on a number of people to help again. There was a lull in activity in the Algorin Command Centre on Durette 4. Those present digesting the sight of a frustrated Karg on the screen before them. The quiet did not last long. Klaxon sounded and General Kobe glanced expectantly at Ered Janar, the junior officer in charge of managing the Ops Room fields. Janar, status please. Yes sir, calling it up now. We're getting multiple satellite feeds from orbit. It's chaos up there. I'll have them sorted and up on the screens in moments. The images and scans were from moments earlier, all focused on the three moons of Durette 4. As they watched, the smallest moon shattered, blowing apart into a myriad confusing fragments. Moments later, the sensor's machine intelligences resolved to the images to show each fragment shedding gravel and boulders to reveal their true nature. Starships, an armada of them. From the dark side of the two larger moons rose similar shapes, each shedding dust and rock and detritus meant to disguise their true shapes. It was a fleet like no other. Guard destroyers and pickets, freeborn frigates, Algorin armed transports, 
even an ancient Boromite clanship. All showed signs of extensive battle damage and hasty repairs, but now, in place of their own weapon systems, each carried visible signs of guard disruptor launch systems and ship scourers. Jinnar bracketed the ships and traced the sensor plot from Karg's fleet to the moons. All three passed through the debris cloud that was all that remained of Fartok's original fleet destroyed by Karg. Sir, I have an update from orbital monitoring. They now think the debris field was deliberately created to act as a screen against Karg's ship sensors, and they've pointed out this. Karg's picket ship just moved aside to allow the new fleet through. Sensors cannot detect any transmissions from it at all. But it's under power. Yes, sir. As far as we can tell, the picket on watch duty just let the new ship through without any warning at all. Perhaps commanded by a Fartok sympathizer. Maybe we're seeing dissension in the ranks of the Empire. That looks as if the two fleets are firing on each other, with our weapons as well as Gar. Yes, sir. Sensors confirming that now. Wide-spectrum coherent energy weapons, Concord pattern, mass collapser warheads, even chunks of rock launched from Boromite railguns, and that's on top of the Gar weaponry. I've never seen such an armada from the Gar rebels. Right now, they'd make for a big target for my orbital artillery. Agree. But hold on, the Gar is still monitoring the surface. That has to be Fartok's complete fleet. He bought every single ship he has here. But why? Just for a showdown? Sir, perhaps it's for a final showdown with Karg. The ponderous masses of the Gar destroyers above Duret 4 turned to face the oncoming armada. Fire lanced between the two fleets. Disruptor bombs carved chunks out of ships and reality, and even Karg's transports abandoned their launch stations and planetary bombardment to face the newcomers, turning their own batteries of ship scourers against the oncoming fleet. Now's your chance, says Van. Have all batteries surface and focus fire on Karg's destroyers. Yes, sir. General, sir. Ops can't work out what Fartok's doing. I do know what he's doing. Fartok's positioned his ships, so anti-ship fire against him is almost impossible. The only fleet we can fire on is Karg's. What if it's what he wants, though? Should we do his work for him? Much as I hate to admit it, Fartok is a strategic genius. It most likely is exactly what he wants, Commander Varn. But he's given us an opportunity to hurt a Gar fleet that we cannot ignore. Have your batteries fire on whatever Gar ship they can target. Yes, sir. Moments later, anti-orbital penetrators streamed into space from the resurfaced Algrim batteries smashing into the rear of Karg's destroyers and transports to add to the fire from Fartok's oncoming fleet. Gar destroyers crumpled inwards under the combined fire from shipboard disruptor cannon and the Algren munitions own mass disruptor fields. The assembled Algren watched in silence. One display was still focused on Karg and they could not help but notice Karg's command crawler lumbering back into the hold of his personal shuttle but that was a mere distraction as, minutes later, the last of Karg's destroyers fell silent. The surviving transports halted their own fire against Fartok's fleet and moved aside to allow the oncoming ships to take up station around Duret 4. They've done what they never do to us. They've surrendered. That seems obvious. Retract the anti-ship batteries immediately. Doing it now, sir. The Algren batteries ceased firing even as ships amongst the oncoming fleet began targeting the Algren ground stations. Sir, that's a deadly barrage, but the Gar are holding back. I can see that, Commander Vaughn. Keep your batteries protected below ground. I think we're about to see the final piece of Fartok's plan. The Gar armada repositioned itself above the site of the surface battle, then launched every missile and fired every battery they had at Karg's forces. 
Cog shuttle was taking to the air when it was struck by a stream of ship scour fire. Then a hail of ship scale disruptor bombs weakened its back and it cracked open. The shuttle split into two and fell back to the ground, but the fire against it continued, relentless in its destruction, continuing until not one piece of the shuttle could be recognised as coming from a vessel. Yet still, disruptor shells and scourer fire rained down on the wreckage, melting it to slag, making sure of Karg's utter destruction. Sir, reports are coming in that the Gar on the ground are pulling back into the surviving assault shuttles. The barrage is shifting to focus on our own positions as well as S-Bond's anti-ship batteries. We won't be able to take much more of this, General. Should we counter? No, they're going to pull back. Jannar, have Commander Hetch's infiltrators focus on capturing any isolated Gar rebels. We need to interrogate whoever was past this plan to find out just what Fartok intends. In Massacre at Juret 4, General Fallen Kobe was played by John Harrington, Junior Field Ops Commander Ered Janar by Sergei Allen, and Artillery Officer Esvan by Kevin Stotts. The narrator was Tim Bancroft. This episode of the Freeborn Shard was produced by Tim Bancroft. Theme music is Nice Dudes by Big Nick and is used with permission.